Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Hear these words of scripture. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ruth. Jenny, um, I need to tell you that the amount of thumbs up on Facebook was hilarious. <laughs> Jen even, Jen Spieth put a thumbs up with a little kiss emoji next to it. So, so we're on board. We're on board with thanking God for the simple things, right? So today we are continuing our series on restarting our relationship with God. Today, this is our last week with this series. And this past week, I spent a few days in what I called a planning retreat. I intentionally carved out space in my calendar to sit with my journal and sit with my calendar and to sit with God. And I reflected on the past year and how I used my resources that God has given me, my time, my energy, and my money. And then I asked myself, what went well last year? What habits and practices do I want to bring into 2022? And then what do I want to change? Where is God calling me in the coming year to grow? The beginning of a new year is a natural time to do this, to look back and reflect, and then to look forward and to plan and to imagine, to consider how we relate to the world around us and whether that's really how we want to live or whether God is calling us to grow in some way. Now, most often, because we are works in progress, there is some way that we are being called to grow, whether it's in our relationship with God, with ourselves, or with others, or with the resources that God has given us. Or it can also be a combination of all of these things together because they are intertwined and connected. We can't exactly parse out one from the other because one affects another. So today, as we round out our series of restarting our relationships, this last relationship is our resources. How do we relate to our time, our energy, and our money? Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
So how do you use your resources that God has given you? As I was preparing for this week's message, I was reminded that we use the same verbs to describe our relationship to each one of our resources. We talk about how we spend them, or how we want to save them, or even how we waste our time, or waste our energy, or waste our money. Because each of these resources, they're limited, they're finite, and eventually they will run out. So we need to be mindful about how we use them. Are we actually using them the way that we want or the way that God is calling us to do that? Or are we just allowing, moving through the motions of life, allowing life to kind of take us and and dictate what happens? Now, I am absolutely aware that we do not have complete control over how our resources are used. There are some things that just have to happen. Sometimes we simply don't have enough time or energy or money to go around. I've been there, and I often can find myself there again some days or weeks or months with these limited resources discerning, okay, but I have that question. I have that choice of where do I want to use what's left? Where do I want to spend that time or that energy or that money? Because how we choose to do that, spend these things, that's how we spend our lives. So with whatever limited resources you have, what are you choosing to spend on your relationship with God? What are you choosing to spend on your relationship with yourself? And what are you choosing to spend on others? And what is the way that God wants you to use them? That last one is a big question, and it can sometimes feel very overwhelming. Where do we start? I don't, I don't know where God wants me to use them. But as Christians, we have at least a starting place. We have Scripture, and Scripture helps us. And today's Scripture is one of those where it directs us and reminds us of where God wants us to spend our time, our money, and our energy. Here in the scripture, we find Jesus speaking to a large crowd in what's known most often as his Sermon on the Mount. And he's telling his followers here, you are the salt of the earth. He reminds them what being his followers means for their lives. They are a community and they are charged with a mission to the world. They don't just live their lives for themselves, but because of Jesus they and what Jesus has done for their lives, they then live their lives for God and for others. They live their lives for the sake of the world, just like Jesus. So if their mission and our mission, because God is speaking to us through this scripture, is to be salt, well then what does salt do? Salt brings out the flavor. Whatever flavor is in food that's already there, salt brings it out even more. So we, as salt, are to bring out the goodness in the world that is already inherently there to help the world see God in its midst, in our midst, 
especially when it's hard to see. And then salt is a preservative, helping food not to rot or to spoil as quickly. And likewise, we are to do the work of slowing the process of the world rotting around us. Sometimes it feels like that. It feels like the world is just decomposing around us, right? But we are called to dispel or to quell that hatred and that greed that tries to rot the world. And then salt is a healing agent. And we, as the salt of the world, salt of the earth, we are to bring a compassionate healing wherever we are in our lives, to every moment, to every encounter. And because of today and the roads, we cannot forget that salt also melts. And I think it can melt the hatred. I think we can melt the hatred. We can melt those things that try to harm the world. That's just one that you can't help but not think of it, right? And then also in this scripture, we see that, that Jesus is telling his followers, you are the light of the world. So as Jesus' followers, they, he's talking to them and us, we are to illuminate the world. Because the primary work of light is not to be seen, to sit there and go, oh, look at me, how light I am. How pretty is this candle? That's not the work of a candle. The work of a candle is to illuminate, to help us see what is already there. So it calls back to that helping the goodness be seen, helping God to be seen in the world, helping others to see that the world isn't created for danger and fear, but the world is created good and beautiful by God. And then to shine that message of God's love and hope and joy and peace, that Christmas message, so that others might encounter God through us. So these, this scripture where Jesus is describing our work as disciples, as salt and light, it reminds us that our mission that God gives us, it's inherent to being a disciple. It's part of who we are. And it's not saying, he's not saying be salt or be light. He says you are salt of the earth. You are light. It's living into what is already there. The goodness that is within us and just allowing that to shine. Allowing that to flavor the world. And that is part of us, just like the saltiness is part of salt, and light shines because that's what it does. So this mission of Jesus, it shows us how we are to use our resources of our lives. It shows us how we're to use our time and our energy and our money. Are we being salt? Are we being light to the world? But how do we practically do this? Because when I, when I consider my life and I, I think, okay, am I being salt? Then I think, am I being salty? Which means 
something different now with youths in the world. It's salty is not necessarily a nice thing. It's not what we want to do. But a way that we can help us kind of um, give maybe some better words or easier words for us to remember are in our vision framework. And these last three questions as part of asking whether we are bearing God's fruit in service. And these three questions are, am I giving back to God? Am I sharing God's blessings with others? And am I demonstrating God's love beyond the church doors? Really, this is just three different questions of different ways of helping us to understand, am I using my resources to be God's salt and God's light in the world? Now, I had my little planning retreat, right? But I'm going to tell you, I didn't figure it all out. I don't have the whole year planned. I don't know all of the things that are going to happen. Because discerning how to spend our resources, it's a process. We learn through trial and error and and conversation with God and discerning whether it's going well and what needs to be tweaked. And really, me calling this time a planning retreat is really, it just makes it sound fancier than it is. Because it ended up really being a couple of hours that I was committed to journaling and looking at my calendar and bringing God into that. And then some conversations with others, dreaming and talking about where God is leading me and where God is leading the church in the next year. Because life happens and things don't look as, as beautiful and grand as we imagine them in our heads. But salt and light are regular things. And it takes every single day in our lives of intentionally taking that moment, intentionally taking that time to think and consider these questions. Am I giving back to God? Am I sharing God's blessings with others? Am I demonstrating God's love beyond the church doors? Am I living into this mission? Now, I realize that This is not groundbreaking stuff. It's not really new, but it is transformational because setting our intention, consciously choosing this is how I am going to spend my minutes and my days. This is how I am going to spend my energy and my finances. That shows us how we are spending our lives spending them for God, for the God who loves us so very much, or maybe not so much, and maybe turning back to God. I challenge you, let us be the salt and the light every day, every moment, every second, choosing that mission that God has given us, because that is our challenge each and every day. Thankfully, we have God's spirit to be with us and empower us and encourage us and to give us the, 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 the silence of tongue when we need it, maybe, and then the courage to speak when we need it, to be the normal, everyday salt 
and light that this world so very much needs. Amen. As we come into this time of prayer, I again invite you to share any joys or concerns that you have in person. You can still get me a prayer card or um, online. I encourage you to use prayer at brexwilliamc.com or also you can use um, the comments on Facebook and know that this is a time where we can pray with and for one another. So please um, get in that worshipful posture. Thank you, Jamie. And, and if you'd like to stand here in person or just settle in at home and let us sing and prepare our hearts for prayer. Every pain in the sky, a canvas of your grace. 
several prayers that have come through. Um, one is for Jenny's daughter, Erin, who is traveling um, to New Hampshire today and in this awful weather. So prayers for her and everyone who is traveling today and needs to be out in this weather. It's beautiful when we're inside. <laughs> and then prayers. Um, Elizabeth asked for prayers to keep her sisters, keep our sisters and her in our prayers as they work through yet another living situation transition for their dad. And they're, they're spread out a little bit. Jen asked for prayers of joy for the many milestone birthdays that they are celebrating with friends this year. She says 50 is nifty. Prayers for continued healing for Jim, who's recovering from COVID, and for Anne, with cancer-free results and now managing a drug treatment um, side effects. And then prayers for her and her family to embrace mercy and patience as they witness and care for aging family members. And also prayers of thanksgiving for the teachings of God's child and Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who passed away yesterday. Shalom. Yes. Um, and I also, when I saw that, I, it made me think, we've lost um, several um, leaders in, in the movement of, of mercy, of, of compassion, and of love. Um, one of those is Betty White passed away. And she's a lady that just lived out being the salt and the light, where she just loves, you know? And that's, it just made me think of that. And then several people um, said wonderful music today. It not that you guys aren't great all the time, but it just really, you, good job. Good job today. And then um, 
I want to I give a shout out to uh, Linda, who's in Texas, and she said it's sunny and it's fine there. So she doesn't know what we're talking about with all this snow. <laughs> and then um, praise for the light that is Ruth and the way that she shines her light to us um, as she shares her gifts with us. And then prayers for Gretchen as she prepares to have surgery tomorrow. Um, she expects she's going to be in the hospital about six to ten days, so prayers for preparation for the surgery as well as the recovery time needed. And then Paul is having surgery on his thumb, so prayers for him. And then also prayers for those who are struggling with mental illness and, and those um, in difficult family situations. And then finally, I want to share a big um, welcome to Matt Boatsman, who is our new Wiggle Room coordinator. Allie um, retired as our Wiggle Room coordinator at the end of last year to focus on her teaching career. And so Matt is officially starting today. And with the snow, there weren't any kids in the Wiggle Room, but he has been out and shoveling and cleaning off cars and, and just pitching in around here. And we're so excited to have him um, be with our youngest little disciples each week. And with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Creator God, you have called and commissioned and created us to live as salt of the earth. We are not called to be garlic. We are not commissioned to be paprika. We are not created to even be sugar. We are created to be salt. Salt preserves and fends off decay. Salt heals and soothes. It has medicinal value. It brings flavor, enhances other flavors it's with. But salt only works when it's outside of the salt shaker. So God, pour us out into the world. Come, Holy Spirit, and restore and refresh us in our joy of knowing and being known by you. Don't let us lose our saltiness. Don't let our lamps run out of oil and don't let us disengage from the calling that you have placed on our lives. But God, guide us in using our resources, the time, the energy, the money that you have given us so that others might know of your grace and your hope and your peace. God, we pray for all those who we have named aloud, for those, also for those concerns, those situations, and those individuals who lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, bring restoration to the brokenhearted. Comfort the hurting and bring warmth to those who are left in the cold. And God, may we put our resources where our mouths are, so that we don't just pray, but we go and we do. Empower us to be who we are meant to be as your church, a welcoming oasis, a compassionate community, a justice-making people, all giving glory to you. And oh God, we pray all of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus, as we pray together the words that he taught us to pray. 
saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Each week we pause before we leave and go into the world to consider how we might be the salt and the light. And we can do that next Saturday on the 29th as we go to Camp Wanakee for a work day together. There, we are encouraging people of all ages to join us, families to join us together. There will be a project for every single skill level, whether you want to build an Adirondack chair or take apart wooden beds or clean house or split wood. There is something for you to do. There's a sign up on our link tree and you can also sign up by calling the church office. The link tree is actually on the front page of our website, and you can click on it, and it'll take you to everything you're going to ever need for BUMC. And then also, we are collecting old smartphones. So, and these will go to Nehemiah Mission to be used by people who need them to be the salt and the light, to grow in the way that God wants them to grow to be able to find support groups, to find housing, to apply for jobs, and to um, purchase bus passes and all types of different things. So if you have an extra smartphone, just put it on factory settings, and then you can drop that off here at the church. And then if you would like to learn more about becoming a member or what it means to be a United Methodist, then you're invited to join our basic beliefs class that will begin tonight at 7 o'clock on Zoom. And this is a four-week class where we will dig in and we'll get to know each other. It's part of our membership journey, and it'll help you discern whether you're our kind of crazy, because we're all a little bit crazy in different ways. And then finally, next Sunday... Our resident bishop of the East Ohio Conference, Bishop Tracy S. Malone, will be joining us and preaching for us next Sunday. I asked her to come and preach, and, and usually she comes when it's an anniversary or some type of celebration. And when she asked why coming here, I said, because we, I want you to see how cool these people are, how amazing these people are. And so that's what we're celebrating, is celebrating God and being with one another. And so come next week here in person to one of our worship services or online and make me look good, okay? Can you do that? Okay, thanks. All right. Now with that, let us receive our benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.